our point with this is that always in all of those situations, just like with friends that you may have a falling out with or anything, everything you will find. And I've been watching this for years because you told me comes back to this split second decision. Yes. Where your conscience, Holy spirit, your heart tells you something and you have that long to follow it or to not. Yes. And that's where the, that is where the decision is made. Hey everybody, Chef Lori is here. Welcome to Calabama Talking, the podcast. Today, mom and I get on self-betrayal to thine own self be true. And you know what? We were talking about what it means to violate your own conscience, how you betray yourself. And we get into some uh, hairy waters today talking about some current situations, police brutality and whatnot. Yeah, this one got interesting. All right, guys, come on in the love lab. It's time to talk. Hello, family. Chef Lori is here. Welcome back to Calabama Talking, the podcast. Can't wait to talk to you today, y'all. I got a good one in store. We got some stuff we're going to tell you about today. Ooh, I'm excited. Okay, let me start over. I'm Chef Lori, everybody's auntie, and my co-host, Mama VJ, community grandma. We are so excited to be here today. Oh, and there's Maddie bringing grandma some water. Thank you. Maddie is like the absolute best, isn't she? She is. She just takes good care of us. She makes sure all these cameras are set up and everything. And then we send it off to post-production. And 4D Creative Arts is an amazing post-production team. So you guys, hey, look, if you're looking for anything for post-production type work, I highly recommend 4D Creative Arts. We just, we love working with, with Andre. That's good. I, I like Andre too. Yeah. Grandma don't deal with that much. That's, that's my area. Me and Maddie have to deal with all of that stuff, but we really love it. So what I like so much is Maddie. It's yeah. Part of it. I was telling her and I was telling my sister, I said, it's amazing. Last night I said, guess what? Lord, Maddie had to show Lori how to do something on Google. And they said, uh, I said, yes, yes. listen, listen. <laughs> you know how Lori had to do everything for us? Now Maddie is doing it for Lori. Oh, yes. It was so funny. I had, it, I was trying to um, send somebody a document and they said, well, you know, it's too big what you're doing or whatever. Anyway, they said, I said, you want me to send it on Google Docs? And they were like, yeah, that's fine. But I didn't know how to use Google Docs. So I had to say, Maddie, can you, do you know how to use Google Docs? She's like, I've been using that since first grade, mom. And then I just want to say, oh, shut up. <laughs> so yeah, she had to show me how to use Google Docs, but it's okay because I just saw a little bit and then I figured the rest out. I thought until then I couldn't figure out how to name the document. <laughs> and I said, how do I name it? She was like, up here, mom. It was, I felt old and but I also felt like you know what I'm this is not how we've I've done it before so I have no problem not knowing and um anyway just go ahead you were proud of your girl <laughs> I was well what happened last night is I I was doing something on zoom uh -huh. and then and we we're gonna do google dots and they do uh slides and all this stuff and then you have to go to a certain thing and I said uh how do uh, 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 I said, oh, Maddie know how to do exactly. This. <laughs> so we're now, Lori and I used to be a twofold cord, yeah, which is difficult to break. One you can break easier. Two is pretty difficult. But a three threefold cord is not easily broken. That's the word. Yes, <laughs> and that's my baby. Yeah, she's finally well, she's come my away. grandbaby. You know what I have to say about my grandbaby? What I had had so many losses, 
Oh. And it started in, uh, oh, it, 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 like, it was like maybe a 15-year period of losses yeah. and losses and losses and losses. And then I got to the end. Right after Daddy I, I, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then comes Maddie, and God said to me, this is your new life. Oh. And every time I see her, she's just my bounding new life. She is always bounding, and her mouth stay running. But she got that. <laughs> she got that honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know when they talk about you know you go and you get a double portion. Yeah, she got a double portion <laughs> of her mama's mouth because she can talk. That girl can talk. I wish she would do some podcasts with us. Oh, she'd be more than happy to do that. Well, she doesn't like being in front of the camera. Like she's, she helps behind the scenes and she loves producing that stuff and making sure I'm on and, you know, giving her claps for take one. She loves that stuff, but she's, she's a little camera shy sometimes. So we got to work on her with that. Well, we'll just have her talk and we'll show her picture. That don't work. I want you to see my pretty baby girl. Yes, she's beautiful. I just love her. I'm so thankful I have a daughter. I have two sons. And listen, moms of boys, you know, if you got boys, you are a rock star all the time, every day, rock star. (laughs) I mean, it's awesome. Boys don't, I mean, they get attitude, but it's different. But to boys, mama is the prettiest woman in the world and the sun don't rise until mama gets up. For girls, you're good friends, but sometimes they'll be like, mom, you're really working my nerves right now. You boys don't say that to you. They just pat you back. <laughs> I love my boys. <laughs> yeah, your boys are really funny. They're sweethearts. Because but catch is, you're not always there. Well, yeah, you'll be their rock star. Until they get married. Yes, I want you to understand that for sure. But they have a tendency to think, mm, sometimes you go overboard and nope. they go, oh, well, whatever. No, nope. <laughs> that's right. That's the rock star status. What do you do when your favorite rock star does something crazy? You say, he an artist. And you just move on. <laughs> yes. When I go overboard, they go, that's just mama. And they move on. Rock star status. I told you I was right. I was right all along. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm going to get into the life topic of the day. This is so much fun, mom. I'm so glad we're doing this. Yes. You know, cause if, if for no other reason, we talk like this all the time anyway. So at least we're recording it and doing something with it. Well, yeah. And I sometimes think that what I'm saying, somebody else needs to hear it besides me. Well, I think somebody else needs to hear it besides me. Okay. <laughs> Okay, guys, so today's life topic, I am so excited because this is something we've been talking about for a while. A couple years, we've had this discussion kind of back and forth, um, and it turns out that it transcends everything, and it really relates to all areas of life. And the topic is self-betrayal, to thine own self be true. And mom, you started talking to me about this. I know people are like, oh, what's so new about that? No, there's a, there's an angle mom started sharing with me about this a few years ago. And it has over time just become more and more. I realize it. Why don't you share it, mom? And then let's talk about it. Well, one of the things about self-betrayal is it's about our our conscience. Yeah. And what happens is when we, ha- when we get into something happens, we betray ourselves. And when we betray ourselves, then we look for everybody else out there to blame. Now talk about though, how we betray ourselves. This is the part I love. How we betray ourselves is our conscience will tell us something. And then we override our mm-hmm. conscience. Woo! And it's really interesting because it goes in all areas of life. For instance, you know, uh, we haven't been flying since the last six months, but if you fly on airlines and you 
you hope and you don't want anybody to be in that middle seat. <laughs> you know, you want the end seat or the window and you really want that middle seat yeah. to be vacant. But what you do is you feel that your need to be comfortable <laughs> exceeds the need of the person that's coming on the plane mm. need to have a seat, particularly if you're on Southwest. <laughs> <laughs> The greyhound of the sky. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. So you just look down, you put stuff in the seat, you look all around, you do everything not to make eye contact because you do not want anyone to sit in that seat. Okay. And what you're and what you're really saying is my need for comfort mm-hmm. exceeds your need to have a seat on the plane. And the self betrayal is what if I when I hear that I can never own that my need to be comfortable exceeds your need for a seat. Exactly. That the whole thing is I just totally blank out Mm. because everything in you, why are you looking down? Because everything in you know that this seat should be filled. Yeah. And that people are coming on looking for it. But you say, you know what? I I look off. I don't, I didn't see anybody. And then of course, when the person (laughs) tap you, you go, oh, oh. And act like you were so just encumbered with whatever you're doing or headphones. But you, it's what's so interesting to me about this whole thing is I'm, I'm hoping you guys caught the subtleness of what mama said. It's not about, oh, you know, somebody needs a seat. So you let them have a seat. That's not what she said. The subtlety of the self-betrayal is you knew something else or something needed to happen. But rather than own what needed to happen, you did something that was not the best thing, the most expedient thing or even the right thing, because what you wanted to do, you put above what someone else may have needed. And it happened so subtly and so quickly. Yes. And you, when you started explaining to me, you said one time, um, you're, when something happens, you'll have a thought of what you should do or how you should handle it. Yes. And then you find a way to override that to, for something else. Talk about that. Cause that thing gets I, I, every I, time. I love it because when the first time when I got this, mm-hmm. they used the example of married couples. Okay. And I had done this over and over. Mm-hmm. And one of the things is nowadays, because everybody have two cars. Mm-hmm. Okay. So who puts the gas in the car? <laughs> okay. So uh, it, what happens is then, so you're going to put the gas in the car and you're driving along and whatever, and you're driving and the Holy Spirit will tell you, your own conscience will tell you, look down and you see that you're going low. It says, you know what? You should stop and get gas. Yeah. And you then decide, no, I can get a little further. And then you go on and go a little further and you're now right by the station, a gas station. You said, no, I'm really in a hurry. I need to get home and I'll get gas tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now tomorrow morning you get up. And you're really rushing and you don't think about it. So you leave home mm-hmm. and you're low on gas. Yep. Well, then you look down and you say, oh, well, I just get it after I get off work. Well, you forget and then you run out of gas. Okay. <laughs> this is the female. You don't say, I missed that. You say, <laughs> my husband didn't put the gas in the car. He drove my car and used my gas up and he did not put gas in the car. And you are mad at him. Well, now the fact is you were told, yeah, your conscience told you, you need to get gas. Yeah. Not just once. Yeah. It showed it to you. You just kept doing it, but no, you're just absolutely certain. And it's the blame. Someone else is the piece where you really comes in because the betrayal of yourself is, what you needed to do, how you needed to respond actually came to you 
to do. Holy Spirit told you, or if, if, or whatever you think it is, told you. Holy Spirit is what I honestly believe. But he told you, and you overrode it. Exactly. And then as you override it, the thing is, the first time you override something is the hardest. Yes. Each time after that, it gets easier and easier because you've already started the uh, momentum of overriding. And then you end up hurting yourself, trying not to inconvenience yourself. Oh, yeah. You've got this perfect justification because really, if you can't blame your husband then and you can't do that one, then you blame your boss because he had you doing all this stuff on your mind. It's (laughs) always something out there. Something other than the fact that I didn't do what I needed to do. Exactly. I violated my own conscience. Ooh, it's so hard. It sounds so deep and it sounds so simple. Like, oh, come on. Y'all just talking about getting gas in the car. It's not that deep. Gas in the car is an example of it. And this is what I meant when I said this conversation has just been growing and continuing between us for a couple of years because it's gone. It's gotten to when you look at modern day situations, you start seeing examples everywhere of someone, some of someone and yourself betraying your conscience, betraying yourself. By not doing what you knew to do. And when I first heard it and I listened to it and, and I really started applying it to my life, mm-hmm. but a situation came up where we had a situation where a young man was killed by the police. Oh, Lord. And in this, it was this big grand jury report. It was a whole thing. And yeah. so I remember we talked about you overriding your conscience. Mm-hmm. And so when this particular grand jury report came out, I sat down to read it and mm-hmm. you were so furious with me. You said, <laughs> mom, why are you reading that? It's only going to upset you. Yeah. And I said, I'm reading it because I had just started learning this thing about self-betrayal. And it said that whenever something happens, you override it and then all kinds of things happen negative. And then you blame everybody else. But the truth of it is you yeah. overwrote, you portrayed yourself. So in this particular case, I mean, this report was thick and long and they had all kinds of detail about what the young man had did wrong. And this and that, it went on and on and on. And in the report, this is what the police officer said. He said, when I encountered him, when I saw him, I said, this is not going to go out good. I should wait for backup. Mm. And then he goes on with all the things that he did. Now, everything went wrong. When he, didn't. he didn't wake up for backup. And this unarmed teenager is dead. Yeah. And everybody blamed the teenager. Yeah. But what happened is the cops overrode his yeah. own conscience. And I see that now, you know, when we have, when, when we have, what we're dealing with right now is not nice things. When we talk about, Police brutality. Yeah, yeah. And when you talk about police brutality, the majority of the people will then go to great lengths mm-hmm. to tell you oh, yeah. what the person did. Right. Oh, they were on drugs. Oh, they were doing this. They were no. Yeah. The reason we say that mm-hmm. is because everything in you tell you that the police should not be killing unarmed people. Right. You're not so, what I'm trying to say is you're not so evil that you think that that's right. You don't think that's right. That part. Nothing in you feels that that's right. I I mean, I have, 
I have friends that say, but, 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 but. No, I know my yeah. friends do not believe that it's right. And the reason they don't believe, they, it's not right, but it happened. So since yeah. it happened, then let me just override everything and say it had to be their fault. It had to be that. It yeah. had to be this. It had to be that. No, it didn't have to be anything. That person overrode their conscience. And you are overriding your conscience because you don't want to say it. Yeah. Because if you say it, it means that something has to change. Oh. Oh. I, I had something to say, but that just hit me. It means that something has to change. Because the question becomes then, well, why did I override my conscience? Or why did I, basically, why did I betray myself? Well, it's funny. If you talk about the gas situation, what did it mean? I had to stop and put gas in the car when I didn't want to. Exactly. Fundamentally. Inconvenienced you. I didn't want to do it. If I look on the airplane, it means that I had to willingly let someone sit by me that I didn't want to sit by me. When you move on to situations where we're dealing with, like in this modern day, with the type of police brutality that happens to persons of color, if you own that that's not right, then something has to change. And if you acknowledge that something has to change, somehow that gets tied into some whole pride and ideological viewpoint and field that makes no sense. And it's like, what, what is it hurting to acknowledge that something has to change, but we will hold on so dearly to what we want to believe and what we want to do that even when we know better, we will override it. I know I need to stop for gas. I see the light on, but I don't want to stop. Yes. I don't want to. And if I do, he's going to think he doesn't have to do this. And la, 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 la. we come up with these, we spend more energy and time on the story of why we should get to do what we want to do rather than just saying, dang, I messed up. I should have stopped and got gas. Yes. <laughs> oh, I remember you were younger. We ran out of gas one day. I mean, I, it was, it was awful. So was this experience telling this story, mom? <laughs> I, know, but I just remembered it. It, 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 it was, it was, I had a, um, the Regal mm -hmm. and we ran out of gas. And I mean, when we ran out of gas on the freeway, no less, oh, then Jesus. that means we had to walk to the, from the freeway up to the gas, up see, to the store. Y'all see what I'm dealing I was so mad with your dad every step that I made. And all while I was mad at him, <laughs> no kid. I didn't, like I said, I didn't know about this. Uh -huh. I, I hadn't, I hadn't studied this. This actually, when I found out about his whole concept of yeah. self-betrayal must've been 20, 30 years later. Uh -huh. But I remember distinctly as I was walking along, it's his fault. He should. And as I was saying, it, <laughs> the Holy Spirit would say, no. You were supposed to stop and get gas. Then I said, well, it was because I was running late. Lori didn't, Lori did not do this. You were supposed to get gas. But, but, but it was because, I mean, I was arguing with myself as I was walking and having to carry this little kid because she was too little to walk that distance. Oh, was I mad. But you know what's so irrational about that? I, mean, I just have to, I just have to put this out here. Daddy never got gas in your car. You always got your own gas. Exactly. <laughs> so that was completely irrational. How could it have been his fault? And you know what? What? That's exactly what happens when we look and yep. we see police brutality. That yeah. just couldn't possibly be. Yeah. I mean, it's just like when when, when we see protests, mm -hmm. it can't mm -hmm. be possibly that 
there's something wrong right, that we need and to we deal need with. To, yeah. uh, uh, deal with. We say all things. I think one of one that was really interesting to me is we take about take for instance our flag and the pledge of allegiance. Yeah. And we say in the on the, in the pledge of allegiance one of the lines that we have is something about Oh, I probably need to say it all to get it all. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which, which it stands, is- one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. With liberty and justice for all. Mm-hmm. When you have police brutality, Uh-oh. you are disrespecting the flag. Wow. That's the disrespect. Wow. It's not the person yeah. that, ne- that kneeled down. No. It's the person that is yeah. actually denying liberty and justice for all. And you that's know, disrespect. And and how it's also self-betrayal is the truth is, like you said, unless they're just a bad just a bad one, bad seed. And, and that's not, there are some. There are some, but it's there are so really, yeah, far and few between. I mean, I think the bad seed was really just a movie. But unless you are just a bad seed, something in you said you probably shouldn't do that. Something in you said and clicked and went, oh, no, don't do that. And you decided, though, they fit the bill of what you thought or something about it didn't agree with some ideology that you've chosen to align yourself with at all costs. Well, actually, and you you and what you do is you actually believe that liberty and justice for all. I really believe this. Yeah. That's why I know you. That's why it's a betrayal because you really do believe in liberty and justice for all. You really do believe in freedom for all. You really believe that that is honestly what you believe and that's what you want to uphold. But when it it violates someone that you've chosen or deemed not worthy of honor as a person, Yes. Or when it's done by someone who you've chosen to esteem above everyone else. Yes. I mean, that, and the bottom, you know what the real principle we're dealing with hmm. is a simple doctrine. Okay. And that's a simple doctrine, three-part doctrine. One is that we are all created by God in yes. the image of God, and we are all equally loved by God. Yeah. Then there's another part of the doctrine is that we're all kin because we all came from Adam and Eve. Yeah. And then the third thing that we did, we have a problem with mm-hmm. is we violate God's moral law, Ooh. which is against murder, adultery, covenants. I mean, so that's a foundational principle that we have, and we violate that. We just push right over that. We decide that, you know what? Those people over there, they really don't, that it, yeah. it doesn't mean that. It doesn't apply to them. And then when and then when you show it to a person, preach, mama. they keep saying, oh, <laughs> but, but that's right. I don't see how that's the same. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I remember somebody was telling me something that happened to them. Mm-hmm. And I said, and what happened to the person that did it to you? Did the yeah. per- Oh, that person got arrested. Uh, stuff happened to that person. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, this happened. This same thing happened to somebody else. And even more so. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing. Right. Actually, what happened to that person was done by the police. Right, right. Nothing. And, and then they keep okay saying, but, but, but they, they, they committed, they did this. And I keep wanting to say, but. Yeah. How is it mm-hmm. that it's okay for that to happen? But it all goes back to the fact that that those three foundational yeah. principles. Yeah. We don't. That's what we're overriding. And what's so hard about it is a person or people 
really, uh, you, you just hit it on the head. So well, this always gets me. This conversation is so good for me, um, to me. <laughs> it just, they really do believe in freedom. They yes. really do believe in justice. Cause I, I have friends, people who I love and, and things, and they honestly really do believe in liberty and justice for all. And I can never question that, but they have a hard time acknowledging that this unarmed kid got shot and killed for no reason. They just can't. Well, he must have done something. Why can't? What is it going to hurt? Uh, just a minute. What? The moment you say he must have done something means you are trying to justify what, why yeah. it happened. Yeah. And that's the problem. Some, You know what? It's okay to say that was wrong and that person did. That person, not the kid. I'm not talking about the unarmed kid. I'm talking about the shooter was wrong. Yes. No skin will be taken off your back for acknowledging that. But somehow it's just like impossible. It's pulling teeth. I had someone one time say, well, the police are just doing what they were trained to do. And I said, that's the problem. And it wasn't me. This is not a police conversation. But the problem is if what you're saying then is that they're trained to override their conscience that says this is a human being. Let me get the situation under control before I shoot. That's a problem. Yes. That's a portrayal of self. Then we're training them to betray their own conscience. Yes. And that's a problem. And you know what I really think is as we're having this conversation, because I've been having this conversation with myself for at least six, six or seven years. Yeah. I mean, it's been going oh, on yeah. with me for a long time. It's as I've been having this conversation with myself about self-betrayal and what happened here and there, it has really changed my view mm -hmm. on lots of things. Mm -hmm. It has changed my view where when I hear someone do something, I'm less inclined to vilify them. Yeah. Because suddenly I know that somewhere in there, mm -hmm. I, I, I see people overriding their conscience. I override my conscience. Well, that's the biggest thing is that's what about the conversation hits me is I find the areas. I'm not just saying you did this and you did that, 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 that. I'm saying I find where I struggle with this. I'll override my conscience on something that I know I should have done differently. And then, well, I didn't because of it. Well, then I'll think this. Well, that, and the truth is no, you betrayed yourself. Yes. When how you acted, it's not about anybody else, but your own self betrayal and owning that what somebody else does with it afterwards is honestly not my concern. And, and you know what? It's sort of, it's sort of like what you're looking for in a conver conversation. Mm -hmm. I'm not looking for you to agree with me. Yeah. Let's just have a clear understanding. There's a basic principle inside you. You know that people are created in the image of God, yeah. that they contain the breath of God, yes. then you know that they should not just be. Yes. Yes. If you'd like to send an offering <laughs> because mama is preaching, you can feel free to go ahead and send your offering to this ministry. Uh, we cash app chef uh, dollar sign chef Lorius. We will accept all offerings and may the Lord bless you and yours a hundredfold over. Amen. And amen. ignore that crazy uh -uh, girl. You preach it. <laughs> Mama, you preaching, you teaching Bible study and preaching a lesson and giving a motivational speech all at the same time. And that needs an offering. So go ahead on saints, friends, aints and others send in your, <laughs> but you know what happens is, what? <laughs> and what I hope happens from this mm -hmm. is that we start thinking about it. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is you have to start thinking about it. You're not going to wake up. Honestly, you're not going to wake up tomorrow morning and see in the paper that something happened and just going to automatically say, yeah. no, that thought that, you know what, that's not right. Yeah. It's going to come and it's going to 
move away. Yeah. But you'll eventually start listening to that. And as you begin to listen to it, it will make you evaluate the situation before you can just immediately pass a judgment. Yeah. I, and, and you know what? And it affects me too. Mm -hmm. Because even when I read the, read police things, mm -hmm. brutality mm -hmm. things, honestly, I think to myself, what did they do? I was talking to my brother mm -hmm. and I said, one of the things that all of this going on, I keep saying, but you know this. Why don't you, why are you doing this behavior? Yeah. Why do you have to come and, and encounter it? I grew up mm -hmm. in the deep South. Whew. And you know what? Mm -hmm. I was raised. The one thing you did not want to do was mm -hmm. have any encounter with the police. Oh uh, yeah. You were, you grew up pre civil rights days. Yeah. Police brutality is real. Two words. Emmett Teal. Yes. I remember distinctly when I remember when Emmett Teal was killed. Oh. And I remember taking the Evan, the jet magazine and looking at it yeah. and sitting on the front porch and trying to plot out what is the furthest place I can get from wow. here. Wow. But that's just yeah. the way it was. Uh, someone just, I mean, Growing up at that time, yeah. it was a lot. I yeah. mean, you know, the Ku Klux Klan, you had them. Well, the interesting part was who was the Ku Klux Klan? Police officers. Yeah. The police yeah. chief. You, you just. Yeah. You, there was no safety. Yeah. And that that's going to affect your worldview. And that will affect how you see things. And it's just interesting because then from that, you also grow past that. Because what I want to make sure that people are not walking away from this podcast hearing is yeah you had negative experiences so you always think the police are wrong no that's not what my mother is saying it's not what i'm saying we're also not saying oh anytime something happens well you probably just should have done it. we're not saying that what we we use those as an example because of the officer who said my first thought was i should wait for backup and then he but he didn't and if he had waited for backup that situation could have most likely would have played out completely different. And that's kind of what our point is. And then we, when we brought it into police brutality, the thing is when we hear something happen, like when we hear of a Tamir Rice where this 12 year old boy has a toy gun and got shot and killed, you think to yourself, Oh my God, this little boy had a, this is a toy. That's your first thought. But then you think, well, he must've been threatening because you have to protect what you think is something else. That's the self-betrayal we're talking about. And it also goes as simple as when there's a disagreement with someone. Yes. You know, and, and you think to yourself, I really should try to, we can, we can find a way to make this right. But then you think, oh no, I'm not gonna let them get the satisfaction of me saying anything. That's a self-betrayal. So it's not just, we try, we talk about the big things because this is just how me and mama talk, but it also goes to the simple thing. I mean, it goes down to, you know, if my daughter says, Hey mom, let's go for a walk. And my mind, I'm thinking like, yeah, you know what she, I probably should. But then I think I'm too busy to do that. You know, and I'm not saying that you have to do something every time someone asks you, the point is being honest with what you know in your heart is actually happening or being said, or what you need to not just jump to a conclusion about, because there's something else to consider. Don't betray that. Don't silence that. You know, like I was talking about the whole thing is this two parts to it. Yeah. You know, um, I, I, I talked about the police officer that mm -hmm. overrode. There's the other side of me that says to the young, to the person, mm -hmm. you don't do this. Mm -hmm. You're betraying yourself because something inside you told you that is not an okay thing to go yelling and doing these kinds right. of things because that's disrespectful. Right. And that's, that is wrong. That doesn't mean you should be killed for it. Exactly. But it is wrong. And you're right. That's the piece that like, I don't understand why in these conversations we can't have the realistic side to say, 
stop talking back. And I'm not saying, don't you talk back to them. I'm not, I'm not saying that in a, in a down talking way. So don't hear that. I pray you all hear my, my heart on this. There are certain things you shouldn't do. It's like, don't speed and you won't get pulled over for a ticket. And that is true and legit. But if something happens and you do get pulled over, also on the other side, be honest enough to say, this is not a shootable offense. Right. <laughs> you know? So yeah. both, both sides, sides have responsibility. Yeah. And, and, and while we are very quick to say when the person yep. is of color that they have all this level of responsibility. Right. And we sort of like continue to give the police uh a free pass. Well, we actually aren't giving the police the free pass. What we keep forgetting is the police power of the state. Uh oh, uh oh. And when you have what you have is government. I was just saying, comes that government and, 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 degree. Okay. <laughs> you have you have government, and gov mm -hmm. we've given government that power, and but, therefore and the police and the police is there to maintain the order that yeah. we've come up with. But that means then that we as the people have to hold the police to be accountable. Yeah. They cannot abuse their power. Yeah. But we also have to look at our full government and the abuse of power. Not only do you, what does the police power of the state says? It says that you can, the state can kill you with impunity. Mm -hmm. That's just blanket. Yeah. But not only is that just blanketed, in this country, we've come up with something called qualified immunity, which goes <laughs> to the point of saying things like, come back, even mama. when you violate their constitutional rights, it's, come back, it's okay. Mama. I'm coming back. Come back, back, mama. I, I'm coming back. <laughs> I'm coming back. What I'm coming back to is those are the kinds of things yeah. that we have to look at yeah. when we're trying, as opposed, what, 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 no, those are the kinds of things that we look at when we acknowledge our conscience. Yeah. Because for the record, to be clear, the police do need to have that kind of a, a, a authority and power. No one is saying they shouldn't. No one is saying, oh, the police shouldn't get, to. no, they have to maintain order. That is what they're there for. That's one of the keys that makes you a first world country, the ability to govern yourself and to have your own infrastructure. So that is necessary. What we're talking about though, is that there is a dual responsibility in yes. that. And you can't hold one party responsible and not the other. And so, and it doesn't mean that you're letting anybody off the hook, exactly. but if you only blame the victim, you are then letting, Ooh, y'all, I lost part of my mic. I done got too into this conversation. If you let part of the, if you let any one part of the part person, if you place all the blame on one party, you are by default letting the other party off the hook. Yes. And that's not, that's what is not okay. Did I finally get those words out? Y'all, I feel like I was tripping up on that one, but it's just, it's important. And this, the point was self-betrayal. Our point with this is that always in all of those situations, just like with friends that you may have a falling out with or anything, everything you will find. And I've been watching this for years because you told me comes back to this split second decision. Yes. Where your conscience, Holy spirit, your heart tells you something and you have that long to follow it or to not. Yes. And that's where the, that is where the decision is made. And it doesn't just rest with me. I have that decision. You have that decision. It, everybody has that split second. If we get into it, I have a moment where I say, this is your mom, calm down. And I have a moment that says, this is your daughter and she's an adult. Exactly. If I betray the part of me that says, this is my mom, calm down. That's on me. You, and if, and if, you can still though honor yourself and say, baby. 
Yes. Then I have to deal with the fact that my, I've betrayed myself because I knew I should have. You get what I'm saying? Yes. But what will happen most likely? Oh, no, mom. You still think I'm two and you can tell me what to do because I'm trying to fight for my position because I don't want to have to acknowledge I should have let taken down. I didn't, yes. I didn't do that right. Yes. Oof. And, 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 and it goes the same way here because mm. I always believed, I've always believed in respecting children. You know, people said children should be seen and not heard. No, nah, I don't think so. Well, you were always going to hear me because my mouth been running from day one. <laughs> <laughs> That's why my daughter talks so much. She, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Send your offerings to. Okay, sorry. <laughs> well, you know, but anyway, I just want to s- kind of s- wrap this up with how I yeah. learned it with all the self-betrayal is it, you have to be conscious of it. Yeah. Because it's such, it's a split second. And what I found is once I became conscious of it, it then made me, again, like I said, see people different. Yeah. And it also made me take a, a bigger responsibility for myself. Oh, oh. I mean, I actually get on the plane and I'll <laughs> know how much I want to be in this seat by myself. <laughs> and I'll look at the person and if they ask, Yes. Okay. It's available. So y'all heard it. You And this video is also uh, the video. The podcast is also video. So if you're just listening, go to the YouTube page on Chef Laureus and look at my mom's face. Smile for the people. <laughs> and if you get on a plane and you see this woman, you get in the middle seat and see what happened and then report back. <laughs> you know what? I'm kidding. <laughs> in my flying. Yeah. One trip it, that actually happened, this particular woman wanted to sit in the middle, uh-huh. and I knew that sh- <laughs> I should open up for her to have a seat, and I did not want her to have that seat. It- <laughs> but you've grown. My, how you've grown. Oh, my God. And you know what? What made me so mad huh. was, and I told her, there's a seat right here. You can sit <laughs> up here. No, she wanted to sit there. I'm I was sorry. so mad. I'm I mean, sorry. it was the whole flight. We were coming from D.C. <laughs> to California. I, I think that was it. It was DC to California, I think, or it could have been LA. It could have been LA to uh, uh, Sacramento. Oh, it was. It I was long remember. enough. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was LA to Sacramento. Okay. That's where it was. So just an hour, not the worst. No, no, no. It was Denver to Sacramento. That's too long. <laughs> <laughs> and th- you know what ultimately happened though? It what? was so funny. And the reason I didn't want her to sit there was because the other person in the window, she and I had had a conversation going. Oh, so and she, she was going to be in the middle of that. <laughs> it got even funnier because we ultimately, all three of us got to talking uh-huh. and we all was around Davis, the UC Davis, and uh-huh. we had this whole nice conversation, everything going on. But I mean, and the Holy Spirit just really, even after I got home, he says, now, you know what? That was really wrong, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> That is so funny. I love, I love that. And then we all started talking. That's where you didn't like me. I didn't want to like you. <laughs> you didn't like me at first. <laughs> well, you guys, look, this has been kind of a little bit of a deep conversation, but self-betrayal is something that is really important. And we just want to encourage you to think about it. You know, don't get hung up on an example that you didn't like the way we said it or something. Don't get hung up on that. Just hear the, hear the point, listen with your heart and 
start to examine and think, are there ways when something happens, am I betraying myself and it's causing a series of events to occur that I don't want and that nobody wants? And take that, take a, I tell my kids, it's only a mistake if you didn't learn a lesson from it. True. No condemnation, constantly moving forward, and we learn from it. That's why we're all here to get better and help each other. That was awesome, Mom. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for always encouraging me and teaching me. She's still teaching me. She thinks she knows everything. Well, she is the mama. Oh, well. Well, that's okay. I have kids. I know everything. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time here on Calabama Talking, the podcast. I'm Chef Lorius. Everybody's auntie. And I'm Mama VJ, the community grandma. Bye. Bye.